Okay, so we're recording and we on Daf Chaf on Daf Zayn Amud Bet towards the bottom of the page. So what we're going to be talking about is a circular sukkah, and this is a fascinating sugya where the Gemara talks about pi, the 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 formula of pi that basically in 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 an averaged way. Uh, the circumference, right, of a um, of a circle is three times its diameter. I mean, I know it's a little bit more than that; it's three point one four, etc. But the gom- here, here we go, Rapsburi. I've got my I've got pie on my calculator. Yeah. So this yeah. Is, yeah. This is exactly how much pie is. Yeah, it's it's a endless number, right? Um, yeah. So the the thing what the Gomorrah we have to accept that the Gomorrah it does it isn't gonna be using decimals here. It's just gonna be it's gonna use a little bit of decimals, but it's just it's just uh, kind of averaging it out. And it's amazing because it uses it in the Gomorrah, which is you know thousands of years ago. So it says like this sukkah suyak kivshan. A sukkah that is made like a kivshan, which is an oven which is a circular oven. If there's enough space in its circumference to seat 24 people, 24 people can sit side by side along its inside perimeter. So you picture a circular sukkah and there's 24 people sitting right next to each other. Kesheira, then it's valid. Vim love, but if, if it doesn't have a circumference of 24 people, it's invalid. Vim love psula. Now, so, so if we're going to assume that a person takes up an amma of space, an amma is about half a meter, and if you've got a circumference where 24 people are sitting next to each other, you've got a circumference of 24 amot. Okay, so. Um, if it's therefore, what Rabbi Yochanan says is if you've got a, a sukkah, a round sukkah that is 24 amot in circumference, it's got enough area inside of it to be considered kosher. Remember, the Gomorrah had a three-way argument as to what should, what is the kosher size of a sukkah. Is it six by six tfachim, which is Beit, Shama, Beit Hillel? Beit Shammai holds three seven by seven tefachim tefach is about five centimeters and Rabbi Yehuda says it's four by four amot so uh, that's who we're going like here come on who's it going like the says karabi like Rabbi the arba amot al arba amot pasula if a sukkah doesn't have the area of four by four amot which is twelve amot squared uh, it's invalid michti now let us see now you, I bet, can do the maths. And the maths is that if you've got 24 amot in a circumference, it easily fits in a square of 4 by 4 amot. Right? So, um, so it says like this. Gavra ba'amtai yativ, a person occupies the space of one amma, um, and 
and now we just listed the par um, formula, which is whoever, whichever has a circumference of three tfachim has within it a rochav, a diameter of one tefach, meaning the ratio is three to one. But trace asagi, it should be enough to have a 12 amma circumference. Because if you've got a 12 amma circumference, a third of 12 is four, which means that you've got a diameter of four, which means that you've got a, a sukkah that is seemingly four by four amot. So the Gemara says, and this is when, if I understand correctly, the, the sukkah, the square of the sukkah is inside, it's inside the, the circle. So if that is so, you've definitely got a big enough sukkah. And the Gemara says, but trace a sagi. According to Rebbe, it should be enough that you have a 12 amma circumference. Because if the, it's 12 amot circumference, divided by 3 is 4 amot, and then you've got a diameter of 4 amot. So why do you need 24 amot circumference? If you'd get a 4 amot diameter with just 12 uh, amot. That's the question of, a gumot, of the gumot. So It says to yield a width of 4 amot, a circumference of 12 amot suffices. Far less than the 24 amot required by Rabbi Yochanan. That's the first question. Do you see that? Is that clear, Bradley? Yeah. Um, okay. So the point is, is the Gemara is assuming that according to Rabbi Yehuda, you just need a diameter of 4 amot. Bar 4 amot. Um, and then a 12 amot circumference would be enough. And not 24 amot like Rabbi Yochanan is saying. Because if it's a 24 amot, then you have a circumference of 8. So you've got a diameter of 8 amot, which is way too big. You know, which is much bigger than uh, what Rabbi Yehuda requires as a minimum. So the Gemara says like this. Hani mili igula. To answer this question, this formula of the perimeter being three times the width is true only of a circle. Aval beribua boitfei. But you, for a square, you need more, right? The ratio of a square is not 3 to 1, it's 4 to 1, right? Um, the perimeter of a square is more than 3 times its width. And since a round sukkah circumference must equal the perimeter of a square sukkah measuring 4 amot wide, Rabbi Yochanan is correct in requiring a circumference of more than 12 amot. Meaning like this, take a square of 4 amot by 4 amot. If you put a circle within that square, then you'll land up with a sukkah, a small a, a circle that's four amot diameter, but it's not as big as the area of a square, which is four amot by four amot. So you might land up with a diameter of four, but that's not good enough because you need the area of four by four. So that's why you needed more than 12. So the Gemara says, okay, I now understand you need more than 12, but you still don't need 24. Why? Michti, let us see. Kama maruba yoter al How much greater is the perimeter of a square than the circumference of the circle inscribed within the square? So you've got a square, 
and you've got a circle within that square, how much bigger in area, how much bigger, sorry, is the perimeter of the square compared to the circle? So the Gemara says, Ravia, a quarter. So it's a quarter more. So if the, if the diameter, if the circumference of a square is um, 16, then a circle's diameter would be 12 because it's, it's an extra quarter, right? So, bichitsa sagi. So, therefore, you just need 16. Because if you have a, a square sukkah of 16 amot, which is the halachic size of a sukkah, 16 squared, then your, the, the sukkah circumference, which would fit in there, would be bichitsa sagi. Then you just need a circumference of 16 amot. Because if it's 16 amot as a circumference, then, and you've got, um, um, so how much, how much greater is the perimeter of a square than the circumference of the circle inscribed in it? It's a revere, it's a quarter. The shita sagi, so therefore a, a circumference of 16 amot should suffice for the circular sukkah. Why? Because then if you have, 16 circumference, you now have 20 amot as a perimeter, and therefore you have a sukkah that's much bigger than 4 by 4 amot. So the Gemara says, Hani mili, the eagle do nafik mi This works for a circle which is inscribed inside a square. When you've got a circle inscribed in a square, then the circumference of that circle is a quarter less than the perimeter surrounding it of the square. However, a square which is inscribed in a circle requires more, right? Because the square is, is a, 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 the, the ratio is different. So a, a square's ratio to a circle with inside of it is going to be a quarter more. Mishum um, because of the protrusion of the corners which the circle must contain. So if you take the circle and go around it, the square, then the circumference of the circle is more than the uh, uh, three quarters of the perimeter. So therefore we say Mihti um call amta beribua every amma of the side of the square amta utray khumsha ba which means like this makes for an am so every amma of the side of a square so if you take uh, the sides of the square makes for an amma and two fifths in the diagonal of that square so say you've got a four amot sided square the diagonal going through that square is five and two fifths amot therefore how big must the circle be around that square because if that's the diameter right that that diagonal is the diameter of the circle it's five and two fifths times by three which is um the shifts are which is 17 nechi chumsha sagya. It's 17 less 
um, a fifth, which is 14, 16 and 4 fifths. Okay, so again, each maths we do, whether it's a square inside a circle or a circle around the uh, circle, circle within a square, Rabbi Yochanan's number of 24 each time lands up to be much bigger in, is much the circumference of that circle of 24 is much more than what is needed to be a kosher area of a sukkah which is 16 amot squared is that right okay bradley i hope i'm right but uh, i'm just reading the gomorrah so either way at the end of all these questions rabbi yochanan's size is way too big in circumference so the gomorrah says lord duck Rabbi Yochanan wasn't being exact. He was, he just rounded it off to 24. Really, all you need is 70, is um, 16 and 4 fifths. So you need 16 amot and 4 fifths of, a, of area. Sorry, 16 and 4 fifths of a circumference of a circle. Um, that would be a kosher sukkah. But the Gomorrah says when Rabbi Yochanan said 24 and not 16 and 4 fifths, he wasn't being exact. So the Gomorrah says, what do you mean he wasn't being exact? I mean, you know, Bradley, if you're an engineer, right, and you six, you six amot, you six meters off the actual correct amount, that's ridiculous. That's not being exact. That's being way off, right? That's not rounding off, that's being way off. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, he said the amount is 24 amot, and all we need is a circumference of 16 and 4 fifths amot. So that's too much. You can't say, the Gemara will say, when we say that an amora was imprecise in measurement, purta, it's when it's a little bit, you know, when you're a little bit uh, over, but not when you're so much. That's ridiculous. That's an exaggeration. Can we say that he was imprecise when the disparity is great, when there's so much more um, than, than, than the accurate amount? So that can't be too. You can't say that he wasn't exact and he chose 24 just as a, an inexact number. It's too, it's too exaggerated. So the Gemara says another answer. Amar um, Merkishish, the son of Rav Chista, said to Ravashi, Mi savrat yativ. Do you think that a man actually takes up an amma? Remember we said 24 men, 24 people around the circle of a sukkah. That means 24 amot. The Gemara says no. A person doesn't take up 24 amot. Uh, sorry, a person doesn't take up an amma. Rather, Three men occupy the space of two amot, which means that each person takes up two-thirds of an amma. Is that correct? Two divided by three is two-thirds. It's, it's about, yeah, it's about 0.6666667. There you go. Yes, so to say two-thirds, right? So if you've got... So you got 24, you got two-thirds of 24 is the, is the more accurate amount because people don't take as much as at whole amma. So the Gomorrah says if you minus that, right, 24 minus a third, that comes to 18. 
right? So, so 18 amot. Um, so, kamahabulahu, how many amot is the circumference of the sukkah? Shitsar. It's 16 amot, which is 24 times 2 thirds. But we just explained that, according to maths, you need 17 less a fifth, not 16. So you, in order to have a kosher sukkah, you need a circumference of, seven, of 16 and 4 fifths, not 16. So the Gemara says, Lotak, Rabbi Yochanan wasn't precise. He meant a little bit more than 16, but he just said 16 to not, to not round it off. The Gemara says, that's not good. When do we say that an Amora is not exacting Lechumra? When to be strict, when he's always going to round it off higher to be strict on the amount, not lower. When it comes to leniency, do we ever say that the Amora isn't exact? So it can't be that we need six, seven, sixteen and four fifths and Rabbi Yochanan says we need sixteen. That's impossible. So Gemara says, Amalai Rav Asi Le Rav Ashi. No, we're going back to our original assumption that a person takes up an amma. And therefore, when Rabbi Yochanan said 24 people, he meant 24 amot. But, what's the difference here? Rabbi Yochanan makom gavri lo Rabbi Yochanan did not reckon the space occupied the people, meaning he wasn't saying you've got 24 people around the circumference of the... It's actually... The sukkah is inside the people, within the people, not on the outside of the people. The people are surrounding the sukkah. Therefore, if you take um, a diameter right, of a circle of 24 amot, therefore the diameter is 8 amot, right? 8, 16, 24. But if you go and you remove and you take the inside of the person and the person is an amma wide when he's sitting, you actually have a diameter of six amot. Because you take, so six amot times by three is six, eight, six, twelve, eighteen. So you got eighteen amot is a circumference you need to have a kosher sukkah. And, uh, and that's what the Gemara will say. Kama habulahu, how many amot of circumference is, does the sukkah have now? Tamnaisrai, you have sixty, eighteen. Kishpeshivsar, but we said you only need 16 and 3 and 4 fifths. You don't need 18. So the Gemara says, This is where Rabbi Yochanan wasn't so exacting. And his imprecision results in a stringency. Meaning, he just wanted to be, he wanted to round up 16 and 4 fifths to 18. A nice round, uh, even number. He didn't stop at 17, he said a sukkah needs to be 18 tfakhir, 18 amot circumference, and then inside of that space is definitely kosher for a sukkah. Another possible explanation, which is quite interesting, Bradley, is that the, the Gomorrah will now make a blatant, incorrect suggestion. This is very bizarre, and the Rishonim are absolutely bewildered at how the great sages of the Gomorrah can give a suggestion that is actually inaccurate. Um, and uh, Tosfot tries to answer that uh, they might have meant something else and we've misunderstood it. But here it says, Rabbonin de Kaysari v'amrilad 
Amri, the rabbis of Caesarea, and some say the judges of Caesarea say, Igula Dunafik Migoi Ribua River. A circle inscribed in a square has a circumference which is one quarter less than the perimeter of the square. So which means a circle inscribed in a square, so you've got a square with a circle inside, has a circumference which is one quarter less than the perimeter of the square. Um, which is fine, which I think is correct. Ribua denafik migoi igula polga, while the perimeter of a square which is inscribed inside a circle is smaller by one half than the circumference of the circle. Meaning if the circle, um, basically which means that um, the circle is one and a half times larger than the square inscribed in it. And that's how Rabbi Yochanan got 24 Amot. Because if you take, uh, you get 24, um, so therefore the perimeter of the square, right, that we need to be kosher, is 16, which is 4 Amot by 4 Amot. Therefore the circumference needs to be 1.5 times that, which is 24. And that's how Rabbi Yochanan got to 24. Now the Gemara says Velohi, but this is not so. We see ourselves that the circumference of the circumscribing circle is not that great. We know practically that that is an incorrect amount. The, the, we said, remember, we said that the, the diameter of a, of, a, of a circle with a square inside of it is um, the diameter of that square, the, the, the diagonal of that square will be, um, what did we say, will be, um, it will be one and a, what, we said that a, what did we say, what was our amount? Um, they said a different amount, what was it? Um, an amma and two fifths in the diagonal. Okay, so it will be a, a bit more. So, that, so it's not true that it's one and a half times that amount. And therefore it's wrong. So this is an amazing thing that the sages gave a suggestion that wasn't correct. Okay, so basically what we come out with is the, what Rabbi Yochanan said, meant when he said that the, um, that the circumference of a, of a circular sukkah needs to be uh, 24 amot to generate a kosher sukkah in area of 4 by 4 of 16 amot squared um, is when you take uh, it, it's really it's a circumference actually of um, with a diameter of 6 amot and not 8 amot which means you've got sort of 18 a circumference of 18 amot brings you to comfortably an area of 16 amot squared. Okay, I must say, after just going through it yet again, I understand it a little bit better. But maths is not my strong point. Okay, now, now we're getting back into a bit of Gomorrah. We're going to try to finish the duff, because we only have one show this week. Um, and we're going to discuss the validity of certain types of sukkahs that are very um, temporary, very uh, fragile, in their makeup, but we're gonna let's try to go through it quick. 
um, different types of Sukkot, are they kosher to be considered kosher Sukkot or not? So the Gemara says, Amarabi Levi, Mishim Rabbi Maya. So we actually on Davchet. We on Davchet Amud Bet. Um, so here we go. Um, it says, Amarabi Yushua, Amarabi Levi. Um, Amarabi Levi. Um, Hold on a sec. Amar Rabbi Levi, Mishum Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Levi, report in the name of Rabbi Meir. Shtei Sukkot, Shal Yotrim, Zulif Nimzo, You got two potter's hats, one within the other. Okay? So the potters would live in a structure consisting of two huts. Potters are people, I guess, that make pots, right? And one in front of the other. So the inner hut would serve as the potter's dwelling. Um, as well as the place to store his finished pottery, while the outer hut would be his workshop, as well as the place where he would display his wares for sale. So the inner hut would be accessed through the outer hut. So you picture these two circles, right? The outer circle is the outer hut. The inner circle is the inner hut. He lives in the inner hut. So we said like this, the inner one is not a valid sukkah. The inner, the inner one is not a valid sukkah um, because it's permanent um, and because he lives there and is obligated in a mezuzah because it's a permanent dwelling. And we saw earlier on that a permanent dwelling requires a mezuzah if it's the required size. But the outer one is considered a sukkah. It is considered a temporary dwelling and therefore it is exempt from a sukkah and this is even all year long since he doesn't live there and merely uses it as a passageway to the inner hut and to display his wares so we see from here that a sukkah in this context needs to be a place where people don't live in if they live there then that takes it out of being a sukkah okay um the gemara asks by my but why should the outer hut be exempt from a zuzah Tahabi chitzoyne kabeit shar. Hapnimit vetitchai b'mezuzah. Let the outer hut be considered a gatehouse for the inner hut. Meaning let the outer hut be an entrance hall, an entrance room. And you know that if you've got an entrance hall that is big enough, halakhically, it requires a mezuzah. Even though it's only an entranceway, a passageway requires a mezuzah. So um, it should be obligated in a mezuzah. So the Gemara answers, Mishum because a pata's hut is an impermanent structure, meaning it's not a proper structure the way the potter lives. It's permanent enough to be considered a, a dwelling that it's not a sukkah and that it requires a mezuzah, but it's not permanent enough that we should consider an adjoining room like an entrance hall. It's not, it's not important enough to consider the outer room an entrance hall. Okay, now, Tanarabon and Aravaston are bright, and now we're going to deal with several other huts that are also quite temporary or, or flimsy in nature. And the question is whether they can be counted as a sukkah. So you got a kosher sukkah with schach on the top, but it's not used as a sukkah, it's used for other things. The question is, is that going to be a kosher sukkah during Sukkot to just sit in there and use it as a sukkah? So the Gemara says, Gan bach 
It's an acronym. Gimel Nun Bet Chaf. What are they? A Sukkot Goyim. Gimel is a, a Sukkah of Gentiles, which is a Sukkah that is built by Gentiles to reside in during the summer months. So in the summer months when it's hot and it's not raining in Israel and in, in the Northern Hemisphere and uh, in other places in the world, um, in summer they, the non-Jews would build these huts to stay in during summer. Sukkot Nashim, a sukkah of women. Women would uh, sit there and weave and do things in this outer, in this hut. Sukkot Bahama, a sukkah of animals, where animals would stay in there um, and be protected from the elements somewhat. Sukkot Kutim and the sukkah of Kutim, which are Kudians, um, who were a pagan group. Um, and they were transplanted by the Syrian emperor from their native Kutha in Eretz Israel. Um, okay. And uh, so the, these, um, these Kuthian sukkahs, all of these sukkah and the last one is sukkah and a sukkah of any sort, meaning even if it's more inferior than the ones listed above, all of them, kashera. They are kosher sukkahs, as long as it's got schach, halachically, and it's a kosher sukkah, then it is kosher, to sit in during Sukkot. What does it mean, my kihilchata? What do you mean in accordance with the halacha? Of course, if it's not a good sukkah in accordance with the halacha, it can't be a kosher sukkah. So what's the havamina? What are you thinking that is not kosher? Obviously, it's a kosher sukkah. So the Gemara says, Amar of Chista, provided it is covered to the point that it is obvious that it was built originally for shade. That's what it means, kihilchata. All these structures they might be used to shelter from the elements, but not necessarily to shelter you from the shade. And what, uh, what is explained here, Rav Chista says, is that if it's got so much schach on the roof, more than just what's necessary to provide a little bit of, um, of, a, of a protection, um, but it's clearly made for shade, then it's a kosher sukkah. But if these were made without so much schach, then we don't know if they were made to provide shade or made to provide shelter from the elements. Okay, and then if they, if they don't have too much schach, then they weren't made to be shady and therefore they're not kosher sukkot. Okay, now another statement which is quite similar, it says sukkah mikomakom latuimai, but the sukkah in, in the list of sukkot, why does it say, what's it including when it says any type of sukkah, even in more inferior one? It's coming to include Sukkot that are included in the acronym Rakbash, which means the Tanra Bonan. Sukkot Rakbash, a Sukkot of Rakbash, is a mnemonic for um, um, Sukkot Royim, Sukkot Royim, a Sukkot of shepherds. So when the people would go around and pass and take their um, herds of, of cattle or their their um, flocks of sheep, they would take it around, they built these little structures in order to provide them shade. Um, um, so such a sukkah, uh, sukkah kaitzan, kayatzim, or sukkah of fig watchers, so while they were watching the figs and protecting them, um, they would build these structures. Sukkah burganim, sukkah of city watchmen, they would set up these a hut to protect the city. Sukkot Shomer Perot, or those who are pre- watching produce on the, on the trees. 
Sukkah mikomakom. Or any sukkah of even inferior to the above sukkot, kashaira, they're all kosher, or bevad shetihei, mesukechet kilchata. As long as it was made kosher, halachically, the schach was put on properly, and it was it was a kosher sukkah. So Gemara says, my kilchata, what do you mean by in accordance with this law? Provided it is covered to the point that it is obvious it was built originally for the purpose of providing shade, meaning all of these types of structures, maybe they're just there to provide shelter, not enough shade. But if they've got a lot of schachon, that means they're there for shade. Same as the first acronym. So the Gomorrah, now you've got basically one opinion says, um, you've got a list of Sukkot and any Sukkot that's inferior to it is also included and then you've got another list of Sukkot that any list, anything inferior is the other person's list so you've got two lists of inferior Sukkot so Gemara says Sukkah mikomakom latuyimai what does it mean a Sukkah uh, any type of Sukkah what does it come to include in the brighter latuya Sukkah ganbach to include the Sukkot that are listed in the list of ganbach that Sukkot of non-Jews, Sukkot of women, Sukkot of animals, and Sukkot of Kutim. So the Gemara says, Hi Tana de Ganbach, that Tana that taught that the Sukkot of Ganbach, Alimai lay Ganbach, why does he say them? He had the more proper Sukkot as Ganbach, and the inferior Sukkot as um, the other one, Rav Rakbash. What's the difference? Mishum de Kviya. Because those on Ganbach are more permanent. They're not going to be taken down and moved as quickly as the ones in Rakbash. Why? Because the ones in Rakbash are made by shepherds that are moving. uh, People that guard the fruits or the figs. And they're going to, once the figs are finished on the trees or the fruit is finished on the trees, they're going to pull down the hut or those guarders of the city. Once things move around, they're going, to, they're going to move the whole sukkah. So that sukkah, even though it moves around and it's impermanent, nevertheless, it's still going to be a kosher sukkah. It was made for shade. Makom um, rav rakbash delokvi. Why did he say any type of sukkah uh, to include rakbash? It's those of them, they aren't so permanent. Okay. Vaha tana de rakbash. And that Tana who taught the Sukkah of Rakbash, why does he say they the more proper Sukkot? Alimalei Rakbash, they stronger the Bnei Chiyuvaninu because they are made by people that are actually obligated to sit in a Sukkah. So therefore, if you're obligated in it, maybe you built it in a way that you wanted it to count as your mitzvah to sit in a Sukkah. Meaning like this, they are made by shepherds who are Jews that need a Sukkah. They're made by um, uh, um, sorry, they, they're made by yeah, sit, uh, city watchers or produce watchers. They could all be men, own Jewish men who are obligated. Whereas non-Jews, a woman, they're not obligated in their sukkah. So you might have thought that um, these type of sukkahs, that's why they're stronger. Because they are made by people that are obligated. Alimalei rakbash de bnei chiyuvaninu v'tana mikomakom and included in that bright is any even inferior sukkah latuya ganbach that includes the sukkot that are listed by ganbach de lav bnei chiyuvaninu 
they made by people that aren't obligated in Sukkot, like women and non-Jews, nevertheless they are still kosher if they have enough schachon to be considered a kosher sukkah. Okay, next stuff is Tet.